welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And we have a returning guest this week, our sister Christine. Hello. Who we love. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I love you. <laughs> I love you guys. You're the best sisters. And if you listened to the last episode, she was sharing so many of her adventures abroad. And she has a sweetheart of five years, Mr. Luke, and um, has a pack of bunnies that we didn't mention last time. <laughs> a pack is a very strong word. Can you say pack? No, they're... It's a flock. I'm just kidding. That's totally not the right word. But what is it? What is a bunch of bunnies? A small group. <laughs> A clutch. A small family. <laughs> they should be called clutches and then you like hold them in your hands. You should see these bunnies of hers. They're, They're adorable. tiny and adorable. How many do you have? You've had six and you're trying to downsize. But these <laughs> aren't like just numbers. like, these aren't like your like albino bunnies that we had when we were kids and there's like a zillion of them and they just run wild in the neighborhood. But these are like nice <laughs> So design. These, these are, are like design. these are like Mercedes. Like if if we, Mercedes if we had like if our rabbits were like the scary old used truck in the back forty, just doing its best. <laughs> then your buddies are like the Mercedes. Not to say any life is more important than other lives. No, <laughs> but the exterior sometimes and the cost they of are. the bunnies and the cost. Yes, yes. ours were free. Yes, and that's people probably, we'll probably pay people to give it. <laughs> so, like, yes, um, tell us about your buddies. Uh, so, when COVID um, hit, and everyone was working from home, working remote, I don't know. I just really wanted to take care of something additional to the two dogs we have, and I've always loved rabbits. I had them as a kid growing up. And I love to make everything more difficult for myself in any situation <laughs> because it makes me feel very validated at the end of the day that it was the correct decision. And so I spent at least a month, maybe two, looking into rabbit breeds and um, learning more about this, just the Netherland dwarves, which are the smaller ones. Um, and I couldn't find anyone in Utah that had them. So I found several people in Washington and California that had them and I eventually <laughs> told my husband I was gonna drive to get the rabbits and <laughs> I he couldn't come with me I was just gonna go alone and do it myself and so um a lot of suffering actually went into every single rabbit because I had to drive out for every single one to a random state that was never in Utah that no one would ever do and I completely agree that it's a crazy thing and I thought I was crazy the whole time so don't worry I know I'm crazy for driving no, across so the state but they're so cute rabbits. okay you gotta tell the people what they look like they're cute so um they're white with um black around their eyes kind of like a thick black eyeliner um very 2007 like you know <laughs> yeah they've got panic they've got, at the disco vibes a little they've bit they've got like a little cat eye yeah wing tip thing yes what oh yeah um, and then, um, and then a couple of them are the same color as the dog who, if you've heard the other podcast, um, I have an Instagram for my dog. And so I got them because they looked like my dog. 
they match and it sounds insane and that's and no one in utah had one that looked like my dog so i had to go to california it's so silly i feel so silly talking about it no so Uh, so you went to california for at least one of them and then yeah and and you have three now or how many do you have i have five okay um we're trying to downsize right now to four (laughs) um but currently we have five and um one of them uh was california in beverly hills and I'm talking in Beverly Hills. No so way. I <laughs> Where they call left. it a, bu- a, a, a bunch of bunnies a clutch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the newest accessory for spring 2021. Oh um, and so I remember that was very stressful. I left Salt Lake at about 6 a.m. and got there, you know, 5 o'clock rush hour in California. There was me picking up the bunny and then driving straight back. And I remember I stayed in Vegas for the night. And then got home early the next day. And I told my husband never again. And then I did it um, four more times. So, yeah. That's just how it goes. For punishment. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so cute. (laughs) No, they're super cute. And the funny thing is, so I re-listened to the podcast with my my kids um, in the car and stuff like this. And I was actually just thinking, I'm like, oh, no. Once they, once my kids hear this episode, then Alina, my youngest, is going to be like, it's a sign. She's downsizing. She wants a bunny, like, so much. All she wants, all she wants for her birthday is money for the bunny and for the hutch. Because for anyone, previous listeners, they know I'm kind of a stickler for all the rules of, like, what the kids have to do to get a pet. And she's made it through all this stuff except for saving up enough money for the hutch and the bunny. But she's done everything else. So, I was just... Just hearing that, I'm just thinking, like, she's totally going to be like, I can either have a bunny. Then <laughs> <laughs> tell her, maybe we can plant the bunny in a couple states over so she can go through my pain. <laughs> right? She'll appreciate the bunny much more. I actually have a very deep love and appreciation because my own pain went into every single one. Oh, and no. gas money and Airbnb money. So, like, each of you are special in your own way. Well, and you mentioned the, before uh, the recording something about... When you were getting the bunnies with grass involved. Yeah, so. As long as we're talking about it, let's just finish the story. Sure. (laughs) Um, So obviously it was COVID. And so um, it was actually very difficult to get into any pet store. They were all closed. You could only do curbside. And I couldn't find, um, I eventually did, but it was really hard. I couldn't find someone with a pop-up pen. Because I was trying to figure out how do I cross a couple states or a state. I guess it was a couple states because they were in Washington and California. Um, to get these rabbits back to Utah in one piece without traumatizing myself or the rabbit um, in sitting in the car for so long. And so um, with a bunch of struggle, I think I called every pet store in a two-mile radius, or not two, a two-hour radius, um, and eventually found one that had a pop-up pen. So I took that with me, and then I had a carrier for every rabbit. I mean, each rabbit, I didn't do, like, I wasn't like a little rabbit bus picking them all up. It was one by one. Um, So I had a a carrier for the rabbit, tons and tons of water, um, rabbit pellets, lots of hay, um, and lots of uh, bedding and things like that. And so um, every hour I would pull over with the rabbit and whether it be a, you know, Ikea parking lot or someone's, you know, Maybe it's outside someone's house uh, or at a hotel. I did a lot of hotels, a lot of church parking lots um, as well. 
and just so that the rabbit had some time to kind of move around. Because I did have anxiety that the rabbit would die on the ride, <laughs> and I can't look at the rabbit because I'm driving. And so I just um, thought, what a mortifying experience if I drove, you know, 15 hours or something for this. Not even, like, more than, like, felt like more, but... Yeah, 15 hours or whatever for this animal, and then it's dead when I get home. So I had to, for my own anxiety, the rabbit probably was like, I don't even need this. Let's just get, like, somewhere where I'm not in a moving vehicle for hours. But I just stopped every hour so that it wasn't so traumatizing for either of us. Um, But it all went great. No one died. So... Success. That's like the Mountain Mama's like theme. At the end of every trip, we have no fatalities mm-hmm. and a hundred percent gear retrieval. Like that's a good trip. Yeah. Just say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, same standard. No fatalities. No fatalities. Maybe shooken mm-hmm. up a little. Maybe you learned more about yourself. <laughs> but no fatalities. We all suffered PTSD. Yeah. We can move yeah. on. Yeah. Sometimes you just do a count, a head count, and you're like one, two, three. I've got everybody. Bada bing. <laughs> yep. Bodies. Everyone's here. All bodies are here. <laughs> Whether any. Whatever Whether the trauma has set in or not. That's too uh, funny. Well, also, thank you so much. For, I wanted to, yeah, just I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so funny. And then I know you had another thing. Yeah, wanted we wanted to, to hear. You had a story about um, Colorado and yes. the drone that you were yes. super excited to share. So um, my husband and I did a weekend trip to Colorado, and he likes to take photos of me. And we've kind of upped the ante as the years gone by, and I wear... Um, longer and more extravagant dresses. And I learned quickly that if I wear a white extravagant dress, people won't get in the photo. And so you can pretty much guarantee that you'll get a photo without people in it because that's our goal is we're always trying to get out everyone. We want to have it look like this one person is in this beautiful that's location. Brilliant. Um, that's and cool. so I wore a wedding dress, not an actual, but uh, I mean, I guess it was a wedding dress. I bought it on a website, and it was labeled bridal. So it was a wedding dress, but um, low cost. It wasn't the cost a of a, wedding, a budget wedding dress. Essentially a white wedding dress with a lot of lace on it. Um, and I threw it on, did my hair in a really cute, like, some braids, some crazy stuff. Um, I remember feeling really good about myself, had struggled to get there before the sun rose, and where is this in Colorado? We're at Maroon Bells, Colorado, which oh, is yeah. on the west portion of the state um, in the Rocky Mountains. Okay. Um, I should know more. It's been a little bit, but that's where we were, was in, at Maroon Bells specifically, which is a gorgeous lake, very popular place um, for a lot of people to go to. And we get up there. It's completely dark. And so much so, we got there so early that we couldn't even photograph because it was so dark. So we sat ourselves on a bench and kind of waited until the sun had risen enough for some lighting. And then my husband starts taking photos of me in this wedding dress. And we're up there for about 30, 45 minutes. And he pulls out the drone because when you have a drone, you want to make the most of using it. It's so hard to use them. Um, cause they're not allowed anywhere. I know. Yeah. And so he pulls it out and we're filming and loving it. This is the best. And we're not shy about it. We're not trying to be secretive about the drone. Um, cause I had seen other people post drone content, <laughs> which means it's totally which fine. Which means it's totally fine. It does not, of course, but I just, <laughs> with my five seconds of research on this spot, had looked into that and thought, that's amazing. Let's do it. I hadn't Googled you know, whether drones were allowed, I just assumed they were. So uh, the drone's going everywhere. There's, of course, a lot of people um, kind of walking around and stuff. 
And eventually I hear someone yell and we look over and it's clearly a ranger from the area and she's yelling at us about the drone. So we quickly, um, she's yelling at us from across, across this field. So in the amount of time it took for her to get to us, we'd already packed up the drone. We were able to get it down and pack it up and put it in. And, um, she yells at us and tells us drones are not allowed and we're going to have to pay a thousand dollars. And I am shook <laughs> first of all, cause a thousand dollars is insane. And second of all, I guess I had always thought that the wedding dress was kind of also, I don't know. I felt like it would keep me from like a free but pass. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, <laughs> but I thought this girl doesn't know this could be my bridal session right mm -hmm. now. Um, and I just genuinely was so shocked that she was yelling at us. Cause I kept thinking I'm in a wedding dress. How could she be so <laughs> upset? And of course we're very apologetic cause, and we genuinely didn't know. So it's one thing if you know, um, and you go into it, but we genuinely had <laughs> like no idea. Trips. Yeah. <laughs> but we were completely blindsided by it. And she tells us, well, I'm going to walk you over to the sign that says drones aren't allowed and take a picture of you both next to the sign. And I don't know why that would like prove public anything. Shaming? I guess she weird. was being awful. And um, I'm bawling at this point because I'm a very sensitive person. And confrontation is the one thing I try to avoid at all costs. And so the simple fact of a stranger yelling at me just made me lose it. And so I'm bawling, trying to keep it together, but tears streaming down my face in this white dress. Um, and she walks us over a sign. And there is indeed a drone, no drone <laughs> sign. It does not say the fine. It just says no drones. So for all I know to this day, she just threw out $1,000 to scare us. But um, she walks us over to the sign and points it out and says, you didn't see this. And we genuinely had it because we had gotten there at dark and we had to wait for the sun to rise. And so we genuinely didn't see the sign that said no drones um, because we hiked up in the dark. So I explained this to her, but it still wasn't good enough. Of course, she was still raging mad. I feel like she didn't take, you know, her Xanax or something that morning. Like, she was just so awful to us. I almost wonder if, because of the wedding dress, even if she thought that, okay, well, clearly, professional photographer being paid lots of money for this. Oh. You know, like, they should know better. I could see that. Like, just, I could see that, yeah. And thinking that he's getting money from it. Yeah. Which, of course, that's not the situation. <laughs> This but is my we're husband. on a budget. Like, still, um, still, yeah, still very, like, intense with, like, the shaming and all that. But, oh, it was terrible. But, I, but I'm wondering if that is. But I know I'll turn that back over. And I feel rude, but she was just awful, awful, awful. Luke and I kept saying someone left her, like, really recently. <laughs> like, something <laughs> happened to her this week, today, <laughs> last night. Right. Because she was acting so crazy. And we apologized profusely. And essentially she says, well, I need your ID. I'm going to call the police and we're going to take you down to the ranger station until they come. And <laughs> at this point, Luke and I, obviously we drive with our license, but we, <laughs> he told me they couldn't do anything if we didn't give it to them. So we tell her we don't have our license on us. So there's no way for her to identify who we are. And she's huffing and puffing. And I only did this because she was being so awful. And she's like, well, I'm still going to charge you guys $1,000. You'll have to follow me to the station. So we say, okay. So we get in our car and she's 
saying it's so irresponsible of you to drive without a license. You guys are going to, I'm telling the police about this too, which again, we obviously were driving with a license, but we just (laughs) didn't want to give it to her, this irate uh, woman. And so we get in our car to follow her. We get to the ranger station. Another ranger comes out and asks us to tell them the story. We're in our car still. So we pulled over and they came out to talk to us. And I thought this woman would be nicer and more empathetic. And I'm bawling as I'm telling the story. And she looks at me and she says, I can't listen to this. I can't listen to you crying. Like, you, talk to me. And she points to my husband. She's like, this girl's hysterical. Like, I can't. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Like, I can't listen to this. And and I remember feeling very belittled and like, why? and she even said, why are you crying? Like, why are you freaking out? And I kept thinking... I don't know, $1,000 is a lot of money. <laughs> you just Maybe. Said, that was bad. That's like the only thing. Um, the main, yeah, obviously that was the main reason I was upset was the money. Because um, I kept thinking, how can we afford this? And so Luke tells her the story and says, again, we're so sorry. We didn't see the sign. And the woman looks at our license on the car. Um, and she says, I thought you guys said, earlier we had said we were from Utah. And she said, I thought you were from Utah. And the car's license is a California plate because my husband and I had rented the car for the weekend because we were unsure about our cars at the time. Um, They were both having issues and we wanted to be safe. So we'd rented this car. And so we said, no, we rented a car. Um, And she, the other second woman storms off and then I hear them bickering and talking. And the second woman come kind of yells at us and says, just leave because we can't, we can't do anything because you won't give us your license and we don't know your license number. And this first woman runs over, starts to run towards the car and says, wait, no, don't leave yet. We need, like, we need you to fill out something. And Luke looks out the window and says, she told us we could leave, slams his (laughs) foot down on the gas and speeds down the road. And I am ripping the dress. I actually ripped it all the way down because I'm terrified that they'll see us. And so I could do an outfit change because I'm like, we got to change identities. We got to like this. Is, I, I'll do anything for to avoid a thousand dollar fine. So I didn't see them following us. We're but on the, the wrong woman, side of the law. We've got to like, hide out now. The woman had run towards us enough, like in a way where I thought she's going to get in our car and come after us. And so um, we rush down and I change into a yellow shirt, put on a baseball cap, take my braids out. And we laid low at the Airbnb until my anxiety <laughs> kind of until I collected myself. And then we drove home. <laughs> and that was our story. Oh, so goodness. what is your take home from that? Do you think like, I mean, I am definitely more concerned about uh, looking into drone laws and everything. Um, and it looked like they just changed the law a couple years prior. So you were allowed to have drones there until very recently. Oh, so and you're just like, ah, oh, I just got on the bad side of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe not, yeah, kind of like you are saying, like, even if you see something on YouTube, don't necessarily assume that either A, they did it legally, yeah. or B, <laughs> that the rules haven't changed. So exactly, yeah. And unfortunately, I found a couple articles that talked about best drone spots in Colorado and Maroon Bells was listed. <laughs> And I think it was like Men's Fitness was one of the articles or one of the magazines. And I was like, see, other people, there's even articles out there that say you can fly drones. But yeah, definitely be more careful next time. That was a very (laughs) stressful experience. I feel like, um, and you'll have to share everyone your Instagram again, but 
Um, I feel like you need to have notes on these beautiful photos, like a little paragraph will love, like, run in with the police. <laughs> this photo took us, yeah, we were arrested, we had to spend story. overnight in jail as a result of... <laughs> yes. They really appreciate your image. Maybe wouldn't love that connection. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I know. I am I they're hard one photos. Yeah. Do you want to share everyone with them your Instagram? Sure. Um we did post a photo from this spot, not with the drone. Um, we never released that footage. Um, maybe we will one day, I don't know. But we're both still scared when and the traumatized. Statue of limitations is over. Yeah, it's been years and I'm still traumatized. Um, so my Instagram, if you want to check it out, is at Christine E. Porter. And that's Christine with a K, K R I S T I N E, E P O R T E R on Instagram. <laughs> awesome! Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that's where you can like find those photos and and all and that. I know. Just connect I just... with her. She's amazing. I know. I feel like she's got so many cool stories of all her photo shoots, and we just try and like share these stories when you know the statute of limitations is expired <laughs> on <laughs> your infractions. <laughs> I I think of all the kid girl like all the kids in our family like you've had the most run in with the law I recently, know. <laughs> but it's all been for good reason, good photographic Always for reason. a pick and a dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christine, for coming and visiting and sharing your stories with us again this week. Yeah, thank you so much. To hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Christine, click the subscribe button and get them directly to your device every week. Also, help us empower more women to adventure by adding a five-star review and share it with your friends and family. This makes it easier for ladies to find the podcast. And we have a website as well, which is mountainmamas.org. So M-T-M-A-M-A-S dot org. And thank you. That's it for today's adventure. Thank you so much for joining us. And join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.